Welcome back to Desert Island Dictator. My guest this week is the wonderful Robin Perkins. Um, it's been a crazy few weeks, and I, like a lot of us, I'm looking forward to that. You know, the sun, the sun. It's it's crazy how that is, right? The the sun comes out, and immediately my mood goes from naught to a hundred. I'm so put the put the vaccine in my arm. Let me out to play in the sun. Now. A lot of us are going to be spending a lot less time cooped up in our bedrooms. And overall, that's good. Arguably worse for me in my podcast. But at the same time, perhaps you'll continue listening. Perhaps you'll be commuting. Hey, rubbish for you. Great for me. You'll be listening to my podcast, listening to my great voice the whole way. Uh, anyway, um, other exciting news. Uh, on, on August the 3rd. I will be performing my new show, Futurist, a stand-up comedy show at the Museum of Comedy at 8.30pm. Um, tickets are not yet on sale, but I will let all of you know as soon as they are. I'm so excited. It's a brand new show. Um, I've obviously not been doing any performing for, for the last year, and I have no idea whether any of it is good. But the great thing about that is that because none of the material has come into contact with the public yet... In my heart and head, I know that it is the best thing I've ever written. So I'm really excited to show it to you. Uh, so that's um, August the 3rd at 8.30pm at the Venerable Museum of Comedy. And I'll let you all know when tickets go on sale for that. Um, but in the meantime, uh, let's just take it away. What a, We had a really nice time, really lovely interview with the wonderful Robin Perkins. <laughs> Desert Island Dictator, my guest this week is the wonderful Robin Perkins, former scientist, current comedian. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, you. So Robin has a online comedy show every week called Comedy for the Curious, uh, and that is on Sundays, I think. Is that... Was I correct? Yes. Yeah, you are it. correct. Eight thirty p.m. Eight thirty p.m. What a host. Where would you Where would you find it? You just Google it. Just look it up on. Is it on like Instagram, Facebook, Google or? I um, yeah, we are on Instagram, Comedy for the Curious, and we're on Facebook and on Design My Night and all just the, with me, all the things, all the yeah, good, all the everywhere. all the places you'd find a, all the places you'd find a gig. How have you been? I have actually been okay, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, relative speaking, relative terms, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right, obviously, yeah. like, speaking of desert islands, um, I, you know, this time every year, I'm in Australia gigging. So I'm just seeing images of oh, cool. happy, free, COVID-free people in Australia in Can a comedy festival that I'm not at. 
unreal. Like, there's a guy I know called Gary, right? Who actually you probably know him too. Who's a comedian, right? Who who just like went to New Zealand like last year. He's still there. Uh, just yes. there, there are yeah, Gary. Um, Sansom. I, there's someone. Yes, yeah, Sansom. I was like Scottish comedian. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sansom. <laughs> just, just he's still there. Just, just didn't come home. It's like I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not coming back. There's, there are people who went to the uh, Adelaide and Perth festival who went there for the last one that you could go to. Wait, that was last. Ah, oh, times. Yeah, no, it was. Stretch. I have a lot of friends over there. Yeah. And uh, just, Evan Demery is still there. Oh. <laughs> Kyle Legacy is still there. Like just a lot of people. I left uh, Adelaide on March 1st to go diving in Indonesia for five days, then gigged in Singapore on the, and then landed in the UK on March 8th. So in one oh. way, it was perfect timing. I was very lucky. I was in Singapore right in the lull, like after they were like, we've had 19 cases and everyone was like, 19 cases, that's nuts. I remember that. And then, <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, ban Singapore, 19 cases. So I got there like right after that and things were like opening up again and everybody, um, like all the comedians were like, yeah, we've done our rush. We've had our toilet paper scandal. Like we've, we're over it now. We're through the other side. I think the rest, yeah. And then all of a sudden, no, no, you're not. Uh, yeah. I love, um, so, so the other day I was watching like one of Chris Whitty's announcements and like, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's, and he had one of these graphs and like, basically it was like line goes down and I was like, yes. And he was like, you know, there's sort of 400 K 400 hospitalizations a day or something, which is way, way down. And I was just like, ah, that's nothing. And then I remembered yeah. that in like March, when it got to a hundred a day, everyone shat themselves. Also I had yeah. COVID at the time in March. And like, I, Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, my, my, um, my girlfriend had it in, I like, December, like the end of like New Year's Eve. Like yeah. I remember on New Year's Eve, I forced making out with her, and she was like, "No, really, I can't breathe. <laughs> like actually, I can't breathe." <laughs> and I was like, "Because we didn't know what it was at the time, so we were like, I was like, yeah, suck it up, blow your nose, you'll be fine." Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, my dates were February the twenty second, got married, March sixth, got COVID. Honestly. On that timeline, quite a lot of people were there after our wedding, and now I know what that was. So, um, wow, that's yeah. oh, congratulations on the marriage, though. Got it in there when you could still like touch people, so that's yes. cool. Also, as well, like everyone remembers it being this like mental party. Now, I will say it was <laughs> it, it it was pretty sick. Like we had a great time, great wedding, but also it's definitely been indelibly etched way more on people's brains on the basis that that was the last time that any of my friends and family saw each other in a big <laughs> sort of a big yeah. function. So uh, thank you, coronavirus. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> That's awesome though. Your, your wedding is like down in history. Yeah. We, uh, I got engaged. Uh, we got engaged on December 19th this year. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're now waiting on like, to get to the other side where people can be touching each other again. So. Yeah. The thing is, obviously, yeah. it's been it's nice to catch up with you and all that. But the problem is, you've been doing none of any of this. And that is because three yes. years ago, you were marooned on a desert island. Yes. Now, fast forward three years, and you rule this island with an iron fist. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, <laughs> you do. Well, you know, I really like power. Yeah, you I'm love excited. it. You love it. Any, uh, any, any form of fist is is allowed in the in you know in the sort of general wheelhouse of this show. Um, Robin Perkins, thank you for allowing me on your island. Now, firstly, I think it's really important for me to for me to get out here. How should I, as as ruler, how should I dress you? Are you a your highness? Are you a majesty? It's <laughs> empress. <laughs> just my name. I mean, I just my name. I'm very casual. I don't like. I'm in charge, but it's casual. You can call me Robin. I mean, yeah. don't misspell my name. I will kill you. But just casual. Oh, cool. This is like one of those managers. He's just like, call me Keith. You're fired. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. So address me as Robin with a Y. Robin with a Y. Uh. <laughs> Like the artist Robin, of which I yeah. have a very, uh, who I have a sort of weird, like obviously everyone likes her song "Dancing on My Own." We uh, talk about. By the way, for anyone who's listening, I've suddenly veered immediately into the Swedish electronic music artist Robin, <laughs> uh, but uh, she's also an artist which has the genre of music I like the least, kind of tangentially connected to her, and that is acoustic and piano-y ballad versions of like huge pop bangers they're like my least favorite thing i despise them and i'm sort of jumping on your island i say if i had an island which i can it's my show my rule would be if you if you are the sort of person who makes those songs you will be executed uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah allow, oh, I just of, oh. allow pop music to to bang that's my thoughts uh anyway sorry sorry about this before <laughs> now back no now, it's sorry. fine i back to your I island just, <laughs> no, it is, and there is another rule that I can't believe I forgot to add to the list. So we have Sweet. another rule. Well, because I, I do understand <laughs> that you've made a number of change of societal changes to your islands. You you know you've ordered it in a way that perhaps it wasn't before. And what I'd like you to do maybe is briefly talk me through the first of those changes that you'd like to implement. Okay. Well, I, can I start by saying I'm in charge, and you I are. am a friendly dictator, but I also feel like it should be clear that I'm in charge. So <laughs> yeah. there's no, do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm nice, but I'm definitely in charge. There's no usurping going on. Don't no. try to mess with me. Our roles are clear, but I am in charge and I'm your friend. I'm going to hang out with everybody, but I'm in charge. So, yeah. just so we have that kind of ground rules. It's like the uh, like Belarusian they, dictator who sort of very weirdly has very, few human rights abuses until quite recently but every now and again someone goes hey maybe we should have a bit of freedom he's like no <laughs> nope right. but then i'd equally like I, I like i do want you to like me yeah yeah right not yeah. enough to give you freedom but <laughs> to yeah. like me i'd be like well what am i not giving you what 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 do you want to do that freedom would provide you because I'll allow for that, but you can't have freedom. Uh, so that's that's the way that I'm running this show. All right. Yeah. So I will say, um, oh, should we start with very specific rules or broad, vague rules? Ooh. Should we go for a spe like? Should we do like vowel consonant? We'll do a specific and then a vague, or do, do we? Should we? Or maybe yeah. an emerging funnel? I don't know. Like. Should we? I think I like the specific and vague. We'll alternate, right? Yeah, the okay, right. The yeah. specific ones are very easy to adhere by. All right. Number one, yeah. no drum and bass. 
No techno, no drum and bass at all. Absolutely not. Get the fuck off my island. Am I think it's really swear? funny that like the first thing I said before we even got to your island was just like, I want things to bang. On my island, there'll be bangers and bangers and bangers. And there'll be no acoustic and all that. And you're like, no drum and bass. Get out. Like, no drum and bass, no techno. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, I hate it. It's just repetitive. No. Uh, so that's my very first specific rule. Like, uh, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of the what not a fan of the music of euro trash teenagers and that's it's very sad to see robin i didn't know that <laughs> Look, i like i like pretty much every other kind of music yeah uh like metal only like there's only so far my metal taste but i'll even let that go but just no electronic drum and bass techno no absolutely not no what well, um, uh, all right is it just the repetitiveness yeah, the... it's boring. It's fucking boring. <laughs> I like. I just. I want something that I can sing to or dance to in whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Very specific. Whatever fashion. Very specific. No drum and bass. No techno. But now the broad. Okay. So the broad um, is that things have to be fair. All right. I hate things that are not fair and that they don't follow the rules. Right. So if you lie, that's going to really bother me. All right. Mm. If you like it's my island is run on a meritocracy. All right. If you're yeah. the best at your job, then you'll get to do that job. If you're not as good at that job, but you are like friends with somebody or you're popular or it doesn't matter. It's a meritocracy because things on my island are fair. Mm. Now, all right. As, the way as they a, should be <laughs> as a middle class man. I am hearing alarm bells ring about potentially what might happen to me if I'm resident on your island. How am I able to, how would I coast through life with a combo of relatively well-spoken mush mish mash education in the sort of humanities at best? How will that, how, how will doors be flung open for me, Robin? That's what I want to know. You are probably going to be screwed. All right. Cause being oh, no. overconfident and entitled isn't going to cut it off. The island, <laughs> all right. You don't have the skill. That's it. You're out. Like I'll be yeah. nice about it. You can work your way up. You can put in the hours. You can learn how to, you know, do your job with people doubting you every step of the way. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I um is it because so you how you are from the US originally, aren't you? Yes. Yes. I thought for a second you're about to just look at me and be like, I'm Canadian actually. And you guys <laughs> never get you never you can never tell, can you? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> But uh, I also, right, side note, I think it's really funny when, like, uh, American people say, like, oh, I really like British, the British accent, and British people immediately just go mental. And they're like, what do you mean the British accent? There's just, there's just one, there's thousands of British accents. How does the North sound the same? And I'm like, okay, tell me the difference between an American and a Canadian. And they're just like, what? <laughs> so. Um, but at the same time, I do know we can we can hear the difference yeah. But I will also say we love them all. Like we don't have that aversion to certain British accents that you yeah. guys do. It doesn't like I can tell the difference between East London and South London and I love them both. And I can tell the difference between Liverpool and Newcastle and I love them both. So that's, 
Yeah. That's big. Actually, no, I don't know why I'm do- I don't know why I'm doing that stereotypical joke. I I lived in Liverpool for a number of years. They're like my favourite people on the planet. And mm. as far as I'm concerned, Newcastle is a very has a very similar vibe. Actually, there's like a triangle of cities, which is like Liverpool, Newcastle, and Glasgow, which to my mind have a very similar vibe. And I love all of them for a similar. I don't know. They're very like. Yeah. They have a very strong regional like strong kind of solidarity regional identity and they're just loads of fun uh yeah um the reason i the reason i bring this up i did not realize there was a person sitting behind you oh my god oh sorry uh she's got headphones in though she's dancing presumably not to drum and bass though um (laughs) i just i just saw a movie i was like what um no the reason i brought too small of a house The reason I um the reason I brought this up is because for British people there is kind of a I think I feel like I know I I know that this exists in America and I've seen stats where that that like stats that tell me that uh in in the US apparently like your parents' income actually matters even more than uh someone in Britain in terms of like your in terms of uh, social mobility but. Do did you find coming to Britain that there was a really like clear sort of almost like a sort of like I don't I don't want to say class because that's the, our kind of term but almost like a just a there was just as such an inbuilt assumption that because a person is a certain way or has like a certain aesthetic like that's the light and everyone like there's such a clear difference between the the sort of walks of life that people have and like just their 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 aesthetic and the way they talk and how they interact with the world that's i don't i find it i don't really and maybe it's just because i'm not from there but i don't really get the same impression from the states yeah it it is different between here and the states in terms of the way that we approach class and i don't know if it's because in the uk it is very much part of someone's identity Mm. in a way that I don't think it is in the States. And then also in the States, there's always that as much as it's bullshit, but it's like the, you can be whatever you want to be if you just work hard enough. And Brits are not like that. Um, (laughs) They're like, this is the fucking who I am. This is it. I should have asked if I'm okay. Allowed to swear. Can I swear? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, you you can say them all. Say them all on this pod. Uh, uh-huh. Lovely. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's, uh, it's a different association and it's not mm. as clear. Like, and you guys talk about class all the time. Like we don't yeah, right, talk yeah. about it over there. Like it was, you kind of knew where you were at, but nobody ever talks about it. Right, right. But I mean, I, cause I, I'm just, I'm thinking about like your, your rule, which is about, you know, things have to be fair and you can't just, how would you, yeah. In terms of how would you go, try and guard against? By the way, I don't know why I'm I'm really probing this. I don't know why I'm really pushing into. Yeah. But like, how would you guard against? Because I think that nepotism is bad, but it's also so hard to really guard against because it's such a like it's it's such a natural. There's a level at which is a really natural thing to do. Like you're like, well, I want stuff for my friends. I've created a peer group. I want my friends in. I want my kids in. Everyone else. Yeah. That. Yeah. you know i can only care about so many people right and but like there is a point of and that's i think everyone recognizes that's a really natural instinct but there is also an obvious point where it becomes a serious problem and like how would you on your island try and <laughs> stop okay that? and I, this is so gonna there's i 
yeah, I'm going to say this fully understanding that my minor in economics is not going to help me out. And people are like, this can't happen. To <laughs> um, despite the fact that my education is any, uh, all right. So I think that we would not have a currency mm. because I imagine it's quite a small Island, right? We're yeah, more it of can a be, it village, can be a small, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think we're probably in like the hundred range in terms of people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 60 to hundred, I think is the optimal size. Uh, but people are, you are rewarded for effort and accomplishment mm. rather than like who you know and the currency that you have yeah. and we're also putting people into because obviously everybody on the island has a job all right and um i'm like head manager because that's because i'm on top yeah um and so you my people would have jobs that they thrive in and have jobs that they excel at, but that also mm. that they want to do. And if you are a very hard worker, then you are able to have the job that you want. And if you're not really pulling for the team, if you're not helping out, if you're slacking yeah. off, then you're probably going to get put to the, to the you know, jobs that you don't, don't appreciate as much, but equally, if you're not excelling at your job because you don't love it, like I, again, I'm nice. I'm your friend. Probably. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going to try to find a job <laughs> that you would like and you would want to excel in. Yeah. But I think on my island, I'm going to reward effort and accomplishment rather than just who. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how it's going to be fair. That is. I wouldn't, I think, uh, I've just realized that I've never, that every job I've ever got is via some form of nepotism. And I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I have, until I got into comedy. Yeah. I. This I don't. Mm, I, this is going to make me sound like a dick when I say this. So, <laughs> and I don't know if I should, but. Uh, <laughs> because of my education i had never applied for a job before i started comedy because ah, yeah my right. my education and my connections just not because like my parents were helping me out but just my situation my yeah yeah my I get, education well, and my experience i presume because not. you were a scientist right you were in a specific field and then it kind of I should clarify. So because of stand up, I just kind of ignore a whole chunk of my life because it's not funny. Ah, yeah, should... <laughs> right. Yes. I so do I. I haven't been honest uh, with you at all, which is one of my roles. But uh, I did. No, none of us are making money off that. Yeah. None of us are making money off stand up at the moment. Let's like, we've all no, got it's... other jobs. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, I actually, I don't have another job, but I, so I did yeah. science and yeah. then I got i started doing architecture and landscape architecture oh and cool. that's what actually brought me over to this country and then i stopped doing architecture in 2015 to do mm. comedy full-time so i don't have another job but there's this whole chunk of my life where i was doing like public design and architecture oh, that nice. i don't talk about because 
I don't write jokes about it. Came in, saw all our like, pe- <laughs> they were like, quick, we have an excess of pebble dash in our houses. Please, someone come design something. And you're like, you came and you're like, you know what? It's too much. I. <laughs> We have some. Done now. So, we, have, we have some ugly old buildings in this country. That's my my main thoughts about it, that. Uh, <laughs> well, I know. I so I came over because I came over to work, but it's so I say it is landscape architecture is what I did, but everybody thinks that that's people's gardens, so I don't actually call it that. But uh, I moved to London to then work internationally. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone's like, "What do you think of the architecture over here?" And I'm like, "I don't really care. I've worked all over the world, but not here." <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that's the right way that's the right way to treat britain as well like disdain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Have a you'll be <laughs> yeah. rewarded everyone's fair they're allowed you know as long as they excel in the jobs unless that job is drum and bass dj which is a job that will not exist on your islands fair enough exactly yeah yeah uh do you have another specific rule? do you how yep. many other rules do you have actually just work i might okay. de- i'll delete this little bit of the podcast but i'm trying to work out how roughly how long i need to give i have three i have three more rules. okay that's perfect all right hit me okay. all right the next rule is we have a game night um every at least once a week like, oh no <laughs> no, 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 no it's just board games and it's, and it's oh, fun and i don't want to like force people to play but mm. but you're encouraged to play and i realize there's not really like i don't want you to fake it but we have a game night and um yeah, I, people, at least people are going to have to play with me. How? So I have questions about this game now because my interest <laughs> is peaked. Uh, so you got 60 to 100 people. Now, are, I don't know what kind of board games you like, but the ones I like are the ones that are not often selected in group game nights unless played with other board game enthusiasts. And as a result, I am often frustrated by attending a game night and be like, Oh, can we play this? And everyone goes, actually, Steve, can we just play Articulate? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I'm with you. I want okay. one designed no, in, I, want, I was like, is it designed by Germans? <laughs> no, Ro, forget it then. I'm like, absolutely. Oh, I don't know if maybe, like, uh, uh, so my two favorite games are not popular games for right. other reasons. Yeah, but yeah. My favorite two games are uh, Monopoly and Risk. Right, so, so that, that's so it's a long game night uh a long but i'm okay with that like there's no and on monopoly uh, i know this is a specific rule within a specific rule but there's none of that like shuffling cards to make the game go faster no mm -mm, screw that no what we're on a desert island like you can afford five hours to play monopoly and we will finish to the end and nobody quits the game before the game is over Uh, i would argue as well that a lot of people don't actually know the rules to monopoly and think they do uh, and that is because most people never, true. like most people, never read the rules. Uh, most people sort of get taught it, and it's almost like that. It's almost like this like Mandela effect thing, where like they th- like they don't really know how they know the rules. But if you actually read yeah. the instructions, it's not what they think it is. Um, yes, and I forget some of those, but I do. Yeah, like the but, loads of people put money on the go on the on free yeah. parking, which is not one of the rules. Uh, not yeah. hardly anyone knows how to use the house knows how to do mortgaging yeah um, yep. and uh, a lot of people don't know that if you land on a square you you it's not that you have to buy it but if you don't it goes to auction yes. and that makes it run like 
that's actually just in one go that makes it run way faster because like all the th- all the places get bought up really fast and people are like trying to do each other over with auctions and things like that and it makes it like yeah. just in one go it makes it more anyway you know the rules yeah. i know the rules but uh, i know i'm with you yeah but it's not just yeah so i t- and people should this is why yeah. part of the fairness you got to play by the rules like absolutely yeah. and i like any board games are acceptable. I love yeah. all board games. Uh, poker, card games. I um, just finished James Cook's board game Smackdown World Series, and it was the best moment of my life being a part of that. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but there are all kinds of games that I had, uh, like strategy games. So any kind of game is in there, and it's at least once a week we have an island-wide game night. Sick. I'll find the one other person who will play Twilight Struggle with me, and it's like, continuous <laughs> so twilight struggle is a very lot i don't know if you're aware of it but it's a it's it's a very very long game that only two two play only two players can play and it's a simulation of the cold war and like you one take one of you takes the allies and one of you takes sorry one of you takes um the us and one of you takes the ussr and you have to like you have like a world map and you have to like increase your in- influence for like the two like capitalism communist systems in different and like it goes through the decades so like uh and you get like events cards and things and you can like try and like honestly if you think too hard about what you're actually doing it's a bit bleak but you can try and like undermine democratic governments and like start coups and stuff in different countries to like try and flip them to capitalism and things like that and it gets really and the hub but if you do too much instability like there's like a tr- that you're always uh you're always kind of on edge for like blow like accidentally starting nuclear war so like if you the other the mechanism is that if you do try and do too much and like go too hard with it like you'll accidentally start a nuclear war and you lose so like it's a really it's quite a like oh that sounds awesome it's so I, great i love it <laughs> i love it uh <laughs> i don't know i think i'm sure i'd find someone in the island who'd play that with me i reckon Probably you. I'll play you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, well, I mean, every every week. Yeah. There is a ma- but you can play board games whenever. But there's at least once a week. Oh, it's so fun. I. I've tried. Oh, now I'm you, just thinking about board game night every oh, week. No. Oh, I love it. Have you tried to do? <laughs> I've tried to do sort of board gaming things over Zoom, but it's just as with everything, it's like the vibe. You know, you want. Yeah. Board games are as much about the best board games, to my mind, are like ones that involve some level of like, I don't know how to say this, but like within the rules, kind of being a dick to each other. But it's more about the social interaction, you know, like sort of deceiving each other with cards and, you know, like poker and even, yeah, even a really simple game like poker, which is all like trying to trick the other people into thinking you're a certain way and things like that. It's kind of, it's, that's the fun of it, right? The like, yeah, social, yeah. resistance, social. great oh. game. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, that is a good game. That, yeah, yeah. Think about and that one though. works well over Zoom as well. Does so, it? Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, there's a really good Excel game, Excel that is like, um, yeah. It, never mind. Well, it'll take too long to explain. People, but should, I can uh, send you some Zoom games. <laughs> I should have just done this, uh, done resistance for my podcast, played that, stuck that on the internet. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> another idea for another time. Uh, so yeah, there will be one game night, uh, one game night every week. Um, yeah, at least. 
Yeah. I encourage impromptu other game nights, but yes. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. There is a there is an organized fun evening, which yeah. you may have fun outside of, but within it, yeah. there will be there will be games. Games and fun. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, what uh, what 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 are your what are your final? We'll do your final couple, and then we'll uh. We'll actually be okay. out of time. We're already we're rushing through this. Uh, all right. So the other vague rule, it because it's my biggest pet peeve in the world. So I don't know what the punishment would be, but I despise hypocrisy. Like, and I know this is kind of linked to the fairness. Mm. But don't say you're going to do one thing and then do the other. Like, don't like you got to be pure with your intentions. And if you're if I, if you're a, a wait, why am I? <laughs> <laughs> Hypocrisy will be penalized if you're a hypocritic. No, that's hypocrite. not it. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. There we go. There we go. Oh my god, I haven't even been drinking, and I can't. <laughs> my I, language skills right now are very minimal. I attend. Hypocrite. I attend. Um, for for reasons, I should say weirdly, like for reasons of my wife's job, I attend church and she's a singer, so I attend enough church services to have heard the word hypocrite a lot because Jesus is always railing and I. He's like, "Oh Pharisees, oh hypocrites," and you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, so that sounds pretty bad." <laughs> I hope they get what <laughs> hope they get what's coming to them. <laughs> um, well, on my island, they will get what's coming to them. So yeah. <laughs> hypocrites will be punished, um, and then. The final rule, which is kind of a weird rule to end on. I probably should have mm. buried this in the middle. But... No, no. End, end on the weird one. End on the weird one. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> as ruler, <laughs> because I love cooking and I love food. So I have right i am able to cook i get right of first refusal for cooking anything and i'm in charge okay. of when we have meals mm -hmm. i'm in charge of the menu and if we're gonna have like if you're gonna eat at your own abode then you can do whatever you want but in terms of food i get like first dibs on what i get to cook for myself or who i'm gonna cook it with so you that's my one power move is I get right <laughs> of first removal refusal of any food on the island what is okay what would be if you let's say no so ingredients and no object uh any of that would like and you let's say like three a classic three course meal you can add you could add an aperitif if you want you know just a little something just, just a little on top what would be the the dream menu. Uh, this is, I wasn't prepped for this. I well, sorry, it's a different podcast now. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, okay. Cause I actually, I almost, uh, I almost back in, I don't know. It must've been like 2013, 14, somewhere around that. I was very close to making it on the Christmas special of come dine with me. Um, yeah. What? Like I, yeah, they narrow it down to 10 people. So what? I made it to like the top 10 and five of them were going to go on come dine with me. And I had like a TV crew over my house and everything. Oh and, uh, but then somebody outside of the producers pick from the top 10, who the top five are going to be. Oh. So I did not get selected. But I had to submit a menu. And so I'll just tell you this menu because. Dear Lord I... producers, what a sad little life. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I was gutted. 
But, because, uh, so, uh, okay. Because I think the first course would be a salad course. And this mm-hmm. is the salad course that I suggested for Come Dine With Me. But, but it was... Sorry to interrupt, but very important to my British listeners, this is an American person talking about salad. So what that means is it's not going to just be a few little leaves and some tomatoes. Thank you. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. going to be an actual I mean, salad, uh, which is I a mean, meal. There are, yeah, there <laughs> are some greens. Okay, yep. but then we have, it's like, uh, it's my alpine salad. So it's going to be um, juniper-infused fresh mozzarella, right? Mm. And then it's going to be on greens. And then you have, uh, like, flame roasted yellow peppers um you have pine needles that are made out of the skin of sweet potato that are like fried and crunchy and uh then there is like a pesto but not a typical pesto not like with basil or whatever you guys call it but it's made out of uh like macadamia nuts or pine nuts um with juniper berries and fresh thyme and rosemary um and yeah it like into a pesto and then tossed with that I, I would like to eat dinner now. <laughs> I just, I was just, I sort of went into a, just thinking about that put me into a sort of fugue state. I was just, I, thought, I just suddenly realized I need to respond. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, good thing I'm making dinner immediately after this with a, and I'm not, I'm making something that is basically the opposite of that. Like, <laughs> Oh. Well, Taking we are playing shit, the freezer game you know, right now. So. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My dinner what... is going to be very simple. Now. All right, so that's the first course. All right, yeah. so we're going to have more than three courses, obviously. Um, so the next one is like a, I feel like it'd be like a squid ink risotto, something like small, but like intense. Mm, uh, mm. Yeah, but like rich. Yeah, squid ink risotto. And then you'd have... You'll get great seafood like in your island too, right? Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's in the middle absolutely. of this. You get a yeah, squid, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so then we'd have like a surf and turf with like lobster and steak. I know. Right? I, oh. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, it's a tasting menu. Um, I did. I once, one of the biology labs I worked on uh, was in Florida, and we were working on the sense of smell in lobsters and blue crabs. And after you did the experiments on the antennas, they were like lab lobsters and crabs and so you couldn't release them into the wild because they couldn't smell anything and so as researchers probably not legal but no we would just eat them so every night we'd go into the lab tanks because they'd have a separate tank with all the lobsters without (laughs) their antennas and we'd go fishing in the lab and then cook it up (laughs) so let me we got paid like nothing let me get this straight. Yeah. First, you experiment on them, then you kill them and eat them. That's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yes. Free lobster. They're gonna go to waste. Uh, oh again, my god. Probably not legal, but anyway. Um, but delicious. A long, long time ago. Yeah. So okay, so surf and turf, right? Uh, yeah. And then, uh, okay, and then dessert. Okay, I would make a bread pudding. <gasps> Oh, I forgot a very, this is related to my specific rule. There are yeah. no raisins allowed on the entire island. No raisins. Oh, raisins cool. can go fuck them, themselves. You... I hate, <laughs> I hate them. And on that, no grapes either. Mm. Oh, no. I thought maybe you were just like very pro grape. You're just very, really... what about wine? Grapes are fine. Oh, I love wine. Like, yeah, uh, yeah 
but raisins can do one. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, I hate them. They're so bad. Okay. So for dessert, I think I would have a, a raisinless bread pudding. Okay. With like nutmeg and cardamom. And then you'd have a sorbet that was like a smoky vanilla, like made with like a, uh, I once made a sorbet out of Lapsang Sushung tea, which was quite good because you have like this smoky element and then with the, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that was good. So something like that. And then like a, yeah. So that, like a bread pudding with the, with the sorbet. Yeah. I have nothing. Of course meal. I have nothing to criticize about this many, which would be weird as well if I did. I'd be like, well, well, I don't like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, wow, that that is delicious. And I'm very excited to, very excited to visit the islands and, <laughs> you know, yes, drink and be as merry as I can. I, oh my God, I miss restaurants so much. I mean, I, I know that this is sort of because you're like, uh, but like, just, I don't, I don't have like a really fancy taste in restaurants, but I I do as an event. I I bloody love it. I love I love a taster menu. I love a like, I love it. I love a small menu. You know when you go and you like, they're like right. This is our special. It's a restaurant. It's like this is our specialism, and you know you got like yeah. a few different things, and you're like I'm here for this event, and when it yeah. delivers. It's it's nothing. It's like nothing else. It's so oh. Oh, so good. <laughs> I want to travel. I did. I the best food. I the Spain. I want to go to Spain and eat. Mm. Like they just oh so good. Basque country is like. I've been there many times, but mm. I was there with my sister at years ago. Now I'm sure it was like three or four years ago. But there's this tiny little village that had the best lamb I have ever had in my freaking life. Oh. Like I don't know what it. I don't know how or why, but yeah. That I, um, yeah. Last year in the summer when there was a sort of brief kind of cooling off period of the coronavirus, we had, we were, we went to Paris cause we had Eurostar tickets already. And then they were like, um, you can't travel anywhere. And then we sort of like, and then there was like a brief period when they're like, ah, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to Paris. Yeah, and, and like, yeah. Firstly, no one was there uh because you know well there were like people there yeah. but like not like paris amount of people you know yeah. like we we're just walking around as you know there yeah there were people that like there were these the huge tourist i i've never been really bothered with a lot of the like big tourist areas in paris but there were so few people there that it was actually quite nice we're <laughs> just wandering around oh, that's a, amazing. and all the you know all the things that you sort of expect but we we had this like gastronomic just 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 intensely beautiful and fulfilling gastronomic voyage there because because oh, all, all the like um the, the best like parisian restaurants and cafes were obviously like gagging for customers because they didn't like they so it wasn't like you know you fucking have to phone like book your things and then phone up like six months in advance and be like try and get your little slot in or i think it was like they were like please come like we and yeah like so and i think that paris can be a bit overrated by some people in terms of the food but like that's because you know only because it's got a huge tourist zone where like if you go there they're gonna it's it's like central london like people rip you off if you don't know where you're going but like we we i had this uh, we i had a steak at like this place called bistro paul and it was just like one of the best steaks in the city and that's in france you know so like and like the best 
we had this like uh, Italian place with like, and I had a seafood linguine that I think I, I think I dream about it circa three to four times a week. <laughs> like I think I, I, I think I wake up thinking about it. You know, when you just like, mm-hmm. that is. <laughs> that's some unbelievable yeah. food it's probably time for dinner what a good way to what a good I way know. to finish I up <laughs> so uh, uh robin uh everyone's friend but very much the boss yeah thanks very much <laughs> thank you thank you for coming to my island yeah <laughs>